0: Thank you for joining us today on another installment of Frost and Sullivan's exciting podcast series, highlighting key disruptive technologies, economic trends, new business models, industry convergence, emerging geographies, and much more. I'm Khush Jain, Industry Analyst with the Life Sciences Research Team, and today I will be talking about mergers and acquisitions landscape in the life sciences industry. Like I said before, we have witnessed some mega mergers in the last year and a half. Talk about Celgene and Juno, followed by BMS and Celgene, Takeda and Shire, CVS and Aetna, Cigna and Express Scripts. These are all big-ticket, multi-billion-dollar deals. And yes, some of these deals are more on the periphery of our industry, but they have a significant impact. They threaten the shift of power centers. And they have the capability to define bargaining power. Again, because we are talking about threats, we cannot ignore the impact of FAMCA, our big technology group comprising of Google, Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft making significant inroads in the healthcare industry. And these two factors combined have partly catalyzed these big budget deals. Core companies are looking for rapid growth. They are looking To anchor themselves deeper in the markets, safeguard their competitive edge, and most importantly, prepare themselves to battle the transition to value-based care. Now companies have always used mergers and acquisitions to fill gaps in their portfolios, but now there's a new mantra, radical growth as opposed to mere synergies. In line with this thought, we could expect fewer deals, but some very high-value deals in the near future as well. But to be fair, this is only one side of the coin, while pharma companies are warming up to inorganic growth and divesting non-performing assets, diagnostic and research tool companies are witnessing a bit of a slump, and there are multiple reasons for this. First, companies are attempting to develop solutions in-house, and second, private equity investors have been very active in this space, so while on one hand, They are giving the necessary technological push. On the other hand, they are contributing to inflated valuations and making some targets a little unattractive. In our opinion, diagnostic and research tool companies should rely more on value-add services. They should think beyond data and more about providing insights, for instance, to derive that extra mileage from inorganic growth. This is just scratching the surface. In our latest research on the same topic, we dive deeper and map activities in precision diagnostics, connected care, digital solutions, and portfolio expansion. We identify the weak spots and the sweet spots for pharmaceutical industry, for contract service organizations, as well as for diagnostic and research tool companies. We also explore the regional dynamics, the more careful U.S. and European investors and their braver counterparts in APAC. And lastly, we reveal the hidden gems from Startup 2.0 ecosystem and identify the kind of startups that are emerging as lucrative acquisition targets. I want to leave you all with one final thought. Will the industry prioritize digital deals in 2019 or will they continue to chase cave? On that note... I hope you have enjoyed this session. Please join us for future podcasts by emailing us at digital at frost.com. Thank you for your time.